Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Secure data deletion. We had a customer come in with an old beige desktop and requested that it be recycled and the data on it destroyed. He said he had tried it himself, but still wanted to be sure it was gone for good. A bit of an odd request, but another old box for me to mess around with once we're done, so fine by me. He signs the paperwork and heads off. I take the machine to the bench and hear something rattling around inside. Upon opening the case, I immediately laugh my butt off. His idea of data destruction was to rip the heatsink, CPU, and socket directly off the motherboard and leave it hanging. The power and IDE cables to the drivers have been cut with scissors as well. The hard drives were untouched. <laughs> oh my god. So he destroyed everything except the piece that held the data. Alright. Guess he didn't Google very far for that one. Usually if I have a hard drive I need to get rid of. Um, the easiest way for me is just to set it on the sidewalk and smack it with a sledgehammer a few times. Especially with the, the corner of the sledgehammer. Some people say you can still get data off of it. Um, but the average guy is not going to do that. Not with that bent platter and everything. My laptop won't turn on. I get a call early in the day from a user that says she can't turn on her laptop. I go to her office, take the laptop, plug in a power cable, and boom, it turns on. Give it back to the user. Three hours later, I get a call again from the same user saying her laptop won't turn on again, and it shut off randomly on her. Now I'm suspicious. I take her laptop again to my office. Plug in the charger and of course the laptop turns on. I take out the charger once it turns on and see that it's just about to die. Lady, if you don't know that you need to charge your laptop with your charger so it doesn't die, I can't fix that. I bring back her laptop and plug it in with her charger and verify that her charger is working and charging her laptop. I told her keep it plugged in for it to charge so it doesn't die. In this day and age, I really can't understand how people don't realize that your portable electronic devices have to run on some kind of power. If you're not going to have it plugged in, you have to at least charge the battery that allows you to be mobile with it. Hello? Your password can't be a common word. User, I'm having some trouble changing my password. Me, no problem, let me set a temporary password. When you log in, it'll ask you to change your password and we can set up your new one. User, okay, thanks. Me. Okay, here's your temporary password. Go ahead and log in. User. Okay, just a minute. It's saying that I need to change my password. Me. Correct. Your new password needs to be at least eight characters, and one of them has to be a number. Our system isn't taking a lot of common words, such as names, cities, states, etc. User. Okay, just a second. My new password isn't saving. Me. The system can be a bit tricky. Can you tell me what you were trying to set your password as? User, I usually just keep the same password and add an extra number to it. Me, what were you trying to set it as? User, Kentucky1234. <laughs> yeah, not only is that a really common word, but uh, that 1234 bit, yeah, that doesn't work well. Somebody might want to sit this user down and have a little chat. How do I make sure this email is secure? Someone called me in their office because they just took over a new position and they couldn't figure out how to send their email securely. 
I was confused because we don't have any SFTP servers and just use Gmail. Me, are you referring to encryption? Gmail encrypts all emails by default. Employee, no, they showed me in training, but I can't remember how they did it. They never said anything about encryption. Me, is there an SFTP server that the receiving party gave us access to? Employee, I have no idea what you're talking about. Me, okay, let's go grab the person who trained you and have them show us. We go to the person who was previously in this position and ask them what all this secure email business was about, and they showed us. They typed secure into the subject line. That's it. Apparently, when that person started, they were told by the receiving party that all emails sent to them need to be secured, and their solution was to just type the word secure in all caps in the subject line of the email. What's even worse is that this was enough for the receiving party to believe that the email was indeed secure. When I told them that this didn't actually do anything, they decided it was best to keep doing it because it made the receiving party feel like the emails had an extra layer of security. Whatever floats our boat, I guess. Yeah, I don't know too much about encrypting emails, but um, I read in a comment down below this post, somebody was talking about an old email program. It wasn't Gmail. And there was something about typing the word secure in the subject line, which actually did trigger some sort of encryption. So... Maybe there's some old dinosaur program that that worked on that no longer does. I don't know. One of you guys is bound to know out there, so let us know down in the comments. But they're offline right now. For background, my company has a very heavy separation of duties and very strong silos. Because of my role, I have a whole butt-ton of access, but there are thick black lines around the stuff that is my job and the stuff that ain't my job. This happens at least 10 times a week. I get contact from some client I've never heard of. This can come via the approved contact method, they open a ticket, but quite often they send me an email, or worse yet, an IM. They want me to do something that's firmly in the ain't my job column. The conversation goes something like this. Client, hey, can you just do this thing for me real fast? Me, I'm sorry, but no, you'll need to reach out to your primary support contact for that, as that's something only they and their team are allowed to do. Client, but they're offline right now. I know you have access to do this and it'll only take a second. Me, my team is not their backup though. That person has a team, a manager, and a paging group. In fact, I've just looked up their paging group. It's dollar sign paging underscore group. Please send a page to that group and whoever is on call from that team will help you. Client, much more arguing. Me, look, I just can't do it. And you've been arguing so long now that if you had sent the page when I suggested it, you would already have gotten the right person. And it would already be done. I hate to be a job's worth, but it's more than my job's worth. I mentioned this kind of exchange to my boss the other day and he said, Yep, that's the right answer, so at least I have some backing. It will never only take a second. Usually depending on the rules of where I worked, I, I'm not opposed to helping people with something small, um, but... If your guidelines are that strict that, you know, everybody's compartmentalized in their own tasks and everything, and you're not to step outside those lines, then that's the way it needs to stay. Everybody just assuming everybody's there to help them, no matter what their actual job responsibilities are, is just ridiculous. Of cables and battery backups. Our cast of characters are new, new battery backup, old, old battery backup. Card, a communication card that basically tells the server, hey, the power's off, you might want to shut down. On a stormy day, we lost power. In looking into it, our battery backup didn't last as long as it should have, and since it was fairly old, we decided to order a new one. 
The only instructions I was given when installing it was move a card from the old to the new, which had written, may or may not work. Oh my god. Also, I had to plug the server into the old and then plug the old into the new. I questioned if that was even possible or not, but I wasn't told not to do it. Strangely, the battery backups worked fine, but the card didn't, so we had to wait a month for the new one to come in. Luckily, our weather held out and the new card arrived yesterday, so I shut everything down, installed the card, but ran into a snag with the communication cable that runs from the server to the card. It was connected, but I basically had connected the new cable into the old cable. Everything was working though, so I emailed everyone and left. I got a response back the next morning with details on how to fix the cable issue and they okayed doing it without shutting the server down. I basically just had to remove the new cable and just use the old one. However, when I made the connection with the old cable, the new power supply stopped supplying power. Cue chaos as everything started going down, including the internet. We started plugging things straight into the wall, bypassing the battery backups until we figured out what was going on. As it turns out, that old cable was turned the wrong way around. Once we did that, everything worked. Here's the thing. It didn't change the orientation of the cable at all. I basically just unplugged it from the old and plugged it into the new. I have no idea how this wasn't caught before when it was plugged into the old. It was also determined plugging the old into the new also was not allowed, so we fixed that too. I have no idea. Aren't most cables directional? I mean, except for like the newer USB-Cs. I can't imagine a cable not being directional. If it fits both ways, then it should work both ways, one would think. Yeah? I don't know. I'm missing something here. I'm missing a very major component, but again, you guys will fill me in down below, I'm sure. The Control W report isn't working. About 17 years ago, I was a developer writing internal web reporting applications for the company I worked for. I wrote a report that gave information on our pricing as well as our competitors and compared them. The user of the report was grateful, and as people saw the data, a number of executives wanted to see the data in Excel format. The project was over, and I really couldn't devote any time to adding the feature to the application. So I set up an Excel macro on our computer that would run the report, do some formatting of the data, and then save it to a network share that the executives had access to. The macro was initiated by doing a Control w with Excel open. Fast forward 18 months, and that lady's gone, and a replacement got a new computer and opened a ticket with the help desk saying, the Control w report is not working. The ticket got assigned and reassigned to several developers and then one of them recognized the data and knew I was the one who had dealt with it. He assigned the ticket to me and I was confused at first. It finally dawned on me and I went up and remade the macro. The funny thing is that the web interface to the report is never run. Only the Control w XL interface to it. First off, you gotta love when there's such a turnover that um, there's no manuals to follow. You Stick somebody in a slot and say, okay, here's where you sit, here's where you work, but don't really give them the tools they need to do their work. There should be some sort of little manual somewhere so that if you get stuck, somebody has a place to look other than just come calling for you guys. Especially if you're going to change equipment. Um, you know, you kind of need things set back up. So whoever their in-house tech person was should have been able to set that all up and either get them straight or lead them to the right place to begin with. Anyway, you've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.